Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome back to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison, with another episode of Amplify Your Influence, a lively show featuring speakers, authors, and presenters who are on the cutting edge of top-level success in their company. This show will bring you intriguing people across the country who have successfully amplified their influence on stage, television, and other media platforms. Today, we're talking with our leading lady and my friend, Linda Hollander, sponsor expert, and she helps speakers, authors, influencers, and event professionals get corporate sponsors. So let me tell you a little bit about Linda And you'll be excited to be listening today because she has so many just golden nuggets to share with us. If you're really looking for sponsorships and and struggling with that, she has some programs that are phenomenal. Uh, Linda Hollander has been featured by Inc. Magazine as the leading expert on corporate sponsorship. And she teaches entrepreneurs about how to tap into the awesome power of corporate sponsors. She is the author of the number one bestseller, Corporate Sponsorships, in Three Easy Steps, and the founder of the Sponsor Series Seminar. She is also the CEO of Sponsor Concierge, and her sponsors include Microsoft, Epson, Wells Fargo, Dun & Bradstreet, FedEx, American Airlines, Staples, HealthNet, Marriott, IBM, and Walmart. Al Lappin, Jr., the founder of IHOP Restaurants, says, if your goal is to be a success, Linda Hollander has paved the way for you. So, Linda, happy Monday and welcome to the show, and thank you for gracing us with your incredible wisdom and perspectives on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm I'm happy to have you, Linda, because we, you and I go way back. I mean, we've had you speaking in front of groups that you know that I've been a part of or or ran, and you know, here we are talking about sponsorships. And I really want to dig in because I know you are the leading expert on sponsorships, and I know a lot of companies and women in in particular who are really trying to build their sponsorships. And you know, we'll we'll talk about that today. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you got into this particular industry. Oh, I would absolutely love to. Well, uh, I, like a lot of the women listening, made the decision to start my own business. And I started it with my best friend from school. By the way, we met when we were 13 years old at recess. And oh, my God. <laughs> said, uh, can you believe it? And then, you know, we became, know. that's crazy. 
that's yeah. why I love what you do because I love women power because I've I've really benefited from women power because you know meeting yeah. with our bobby socks and our lunch pails you know we became oh. bonded and we said you know what if we grow up when we when we grow up if we do anything together it'll be phenomenal so we started a business together oh it was yeah. great it was great but uh, Shelly before I started that business I was not in a good place like at all I was working in a dead-end job I was living in a little rent-controlled apartment I couldn't even afford that like every month when the rent was due I would freak out and I would go down mm-hmm. to my mailbox and you know my hand would shake before I opened that mailbox because I wasn't making enough money at my job and guess what I mm-hmm. borrowed on credit cards so I mean that mailbox was a constant reminder of my financial failures there were bills there I could never ever afford to pay and you know what yeah. it was such a toxic situation in that workplace sometimes I would just go down to my car and I would cry at the lunch hour because I had the mm. heart I had the fire the soul of an entrepreneur my soul was absolutely being crushed in that job and then on a personal level mm. I was in an abusive relationship with a man because my self-confidence was so low I thought well I guess mm best I can do but fortunately one yeah. day I had an epiphany and I said I don't want to be a victim anymore I want my life to make a difference so I fired my boss I dumped the abusive guy <laughs> that I was dating and then I called yeah. my best friend Cheryl and I said hey let's take the biggest adventure ride of our lives together and start a business luckily she said yes so all the good things mm-hmm. in my life happened when I made that decision to strike out on my own I was able oh my god mm-hmm. Shelly I was able to move out of the little rent controlled apartment by my first home as a single woman I was able to oh my god. the world but what I love to do mostly was coaching and mentoring and supporting other business owners and in particular women business owners so I said I've got to start an event so I wanted to start the women's small business expo but then I looked at the cost of starting it and I said "Uh (laughs) uh-oh how am I going to pay for it because you and I know uh, that doing a live event is not cheap it's very cash intensive and then I started looking and I said hey what are these things called sponsors so you know uh, just fast forwarding I had no experience I had never done an event in my life I didn't have a fancy office I was working from my kitchen Mm -hmm. with the cat and I think this is important for the listeners to know I had absolutely yeah. no following. The only people who knew who I were were my cat and my brother-in-law. So uh, my first sponsors before I started my first event were Bank of America, Walmart, and IBM. So I made money from day one, and I did that Gosh, event for that, 10 that years. And it was all because of sponsors. And you know what? On my deathbed, I will be so proud of the work I did at the Women's Small Business Expo because women Mm -hmm. met their business partners. Women got the missing pieces of the puzzle that they needed to create their own multi-million dollar businesses. It was all because Mm -hmm. of sponsors. Gosh. And, I mean, what a leap of faith you took, you know, firing your boss and then, you know, just looking at, the the relationship that you have with your best friend, you know, the, uh, thir- when you were 13 years old and leaping into day one into this business. And I know that you've been just helping 
thousands of people, Linda. And, you know, kind of going back where when you and I first met, you know, I was just so intrigued by your process, by the way that you present yourself, and you were always giving of information. And, you know, and I've, I've read your book, which I love because it's, it's an easy, fast way to learn how to really, you know, secure sponsors. And when you think of, you know, how can people identify their potential sponsors? Because you've been successful at it. You've Day one, you had, like you mentioned, Bank of America, Walmart. How can people identify their potential sponsors? It's all about your audience. We say that mm-hmm. demographics are destiny. So since my audience was women business owners, I did a heck of a lot of research on the, dem- on the demographics, you know, found out that women are striding businesses at twice the rate of men. Most importantly, women make or influence over 85% of the purchasing decisions in America, and that's how I got my first sponsors without any experience oh, yeah. or following. So think of hmm. the person you, that's your client that's going to come to your event. I work with a lot of influencers like you, Shelley. Think of the person that listens mm-hmm. to your show. What do they do every day? Yeah. They get into a car. They have a banking relationship. They buy consumer mm-hmm. goods. They use technology. So those are all different kinds of sponsors. And write that down. Write that down. And that's how yeah. you're going to come up with your potential sponsors. Yeah, and you know, and I can, before we take a commercial break, I can think of a really quick story. After you and I had a conversation, it dawned on me because I, I subscribe to Stitch Fix, which is, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, and I'm sure our listeners have. Uh, it's a program where you can essentially have them help you with your wardrobe. And they send you, you know, a, a five pieces, uh, the frequency that you want. And I started doing that, and I thought, wait a minute. I'm wearing the clothes on my shows. Why don't I get them as a sponsor? So I'm in talks right now with Stitch Fix to potentially be a, and they're a pretty big organization, but I'm, I'm looking and hoping to have them as a sponsor coming up, you know, in 2024. Um, and that's based on your and my conversation that we had last and, and just being excited about really stepping up my, uh, my sponsorship. <laughs> oh, that's great. And when we come back yeah. from the break, let's talk about love brands because that's a love brand. And a lot of, that's yeah, what a lot of people absolutely. do is look at the brands they use, and now you have a story yeah. about that brand too. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's, that's a great segue. And now we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you by today uh, by our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful source for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and all our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to amplify your influence on Women Lead Radio with our leading lady and my friend, Linda Hollander. So, Linda, we are back, and I know we were going to segue. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, you know, brands that we love, and, and we can use that to – potentially secure sponsors. 
Absolutely. And uh, uh, you, I heard you do the, the spot for Microsoft. And Microsoft is, has such a big place in my heart because one of my first big speaking engagements was at a Microsoft event, and they were also a mm-hmm. sponsor of mine, and they're a wonderful, wonderful company. So mm-hmm. that may be, yeah. you know, something. If you use Microsoft Office Suite every day, which I do uh, and love it, that you could go to Microsoft. Uh, I used uh, something called Constant Contact and loved it, and they oh, got yeah. them as a sponsor. So those are great brands, like I said, because you have experience with that. You can talk about that. You could put out social media mm-hmm. stories and posts about that brand and how you're using it. Mm-hmm. And with Stitch Fix, what you could do is probably photograph yourself in the clothes and put it out there uh, in your social media feed, on your email, maybe make a quick video, and that's how you could promote them. And it's very organic because you love the brand. Right. That's such a great idea. And, you know, when we, we're we in this box and we're kind of looking, okay, how can we support our sponsors? But that's a great idea, you know, to do a video wearing the, you know, and I, I when I do my show, my own show, uh, which is Luminary Leaders Live, I'm video. So people can actually see, you know, what I'm wearing. So that's a, that's a great idea, Linda. And I know there are a lot of people out there who, you know, they, they struggle sometimes when they're trying to, get sponsorship. So what do you think the biggest mistake is most people make? The biggest mistake most people make is not charging enough money, mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially <laughs> women. Uh, you know, the, sometimes women just don't know their own worth, and I, you and I have, I'm sure, been guilty of that in the past. Oh, yeah. uh, so yeah. if you if you charge too low, it's going to hurt you in the sponsor game because then you are telling mm-hmm. your sponsors you don't have any value and it's not worth their time, and they're not going to take you mm-hmm. seriously. So really know your mm-hmm. worth. Charge a good amount of money for your sponsorship because sponsorship, it's also a team effort. Uh, basically, a lot of sponsors, they have to talk to their team, their colleagues. They have to sell it to their boss, and it's not worth it if you're not charging mm-hmm. enough money and there's not enough value. And then that's another mistake that people make is not having the right benefits, the right compelling benefits for that particular sponsor. Uh, because mm-hmm. visibility is okay, but you want something called connection benefits. Uh, you want to mm-hmm. give them ways to connect with their core consumers and engagement opportunities. It could be social media. It could be contests. It could be traditional press releases, speaking opportunities, a Zoom interview, something like that, rather than just uh, putting the logo on a website or some signage. Right, right. Well, what do you think is the best approach, you know, initially? So let's say, you know, we're sitting down, we're talking about, okay, who's my target audience? And then who are those, you know, sponsors that would match you know, what, what I do. How do you, how do you do that first reach out or if, if they're not really known to you, however, you would love to have them as a sponsor? Uh, I would do the first reach out by email because I've talked to a lot of sponsors in the last 20 years, and they say, well, we really don't want to be surprised by a phone call uh, because they're Mm -hmm. busy like you and I are busy. So uh, send email, but don't – here's where where people make a mistake. Don't just send one email. Send a few emails because the first email is your introduction. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. tell me, oh, I sent an email and I didn't get a response. Well, that's your introductory email. You want to send a series of emails. You can also reach out on LinkedIn, send them a direct message. They like that too. 
Uh, and then after mm-hmm. that, if you have the phone number, give them a phone call because then you're not surprising them. You've already introduced yourself and set up a phone call, set up a Zoom call, and after sponsors show interest, don't just email each other back and forth. Set up that phone or Zoom call as quickly as possible because sponsorship is a relationship business, and talking mm-hmm. to somebody one-on-one creates relationship and rapport. You know, and that that's a really interesting point, Linda, because I think, you know, building that relationship is going to have – it's probably going to yield a better sponsorship in terms of, you know, long-term, because I know you talk about annual sponsorships, and, and I think that's where the value is. And, you know, when, when you think of what should be in a sponsor package, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. Can you reiterate, you know, what kind of benefits um, should be in that sponsor package? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about what goes in the sponsor proposal because the proposal is the most important document. It has to be in an industry standard format, and it's going to make you or it's going to break you. And if it's not industry standard, not only will you be rejected, but you won't be able to resubmit. So let's talk about what goes in the proposal. So the first thing that goes in the proposal is you, you know, uh, your bio. Uh, and a description of what's called your property, whether it be an event, a show, your nonprofit charity, your project, your business, whatever. Uh, the second thing is what we talked about already, the description of your demographics and a very granular description. Uh, we want a lot of data points like age range, gender mix, income, but we also want to know what motivates them, their psychographics, uh, what are their buying habits, etc. Now we'll talk about marketing. You want to put the marketing in there. How do you get the word out about what you do? Because you can include sponsors in your marketing. The benefit section has to have, like we said, the right compelling benefits. And you could put the visibility benefits in there, but they're not going to get mm-hmm. you the big bucks. Uh, the big bucks yeah. are like when I helped a client get uh, Black & Decker, we had a show us your dirtiest dog contest. Because Black and Decker makes those little dustbusters that you know clean up yeah. after the pets, and it was right. great because people got involved with the brand uh, because and it was they they showed all these pictures of a little dog in a flower pot, little white dog, you know, or the dog that ripped up the couple's bed covers and the duvet, and it's sitting in the middle of all the shreds of fabric, you know. And people, you know what the prize was? The prize was the stupid little dustbuster, but people wanted to be part of a community of dog lovers. So see, those kind of things, and you see they don't cost a lot to put on a contest, but those kind of things are what sponsors absolutely love. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, and you know what's going through my mind right now? I'm like, okay, I use Dyson. We have Hondas. We have a Tesla. All these things could be part of, you know, who we reach out to for my, you know, for my company or really anybody that's thinking about, you know, how to get started. It's like you said, you know, it's that initial introduction and really staying focused on the follow-up because I think follow-up is crucial because you can easily say, oh, I sent them an email, but really it requires that follow-up too. Uh, like you had mentioned, you know, making sure that you have a series of or a sequence of emails that are going out and having that human element, you know, because you want to make that human connection with them. I, I'm, that's what I've learned with, you know, with the sponsors that we've had where we've had a working relationship. So that, that's great information, Linda, great information. Um, and I kind of, 
Yeah, yeah. So I want to move to how can we use research to strengthen our offerings to sponsors? Well, Google is my best friend with sponsors um, <laughs> because now we're living in a time where you can just Google uh, that company and you could get all this great information about them. Uh, the, another way mm-hmm. to do research, of course, is social media. Go to their social feeds. And mm-hmm. uh, when you go to their website, you want to look at the press room. The press room, if they have one, tells you how they message their company, you know, what they say about their company to the public. Uh, you could look at their mm-hmm. investor relations. You can look at the About Us page. Uh, so those are some great oh, ways yeah. uh, to get research about their your sponsors. And then another research piece, of course, is the demographic piece. Research your audience well so you know everything you can about that audience uh, member because that's re- – the definition of sponsorship is connecting a company to people who buy things. So they don't want to just know what you do. They want to know, hey, who can you connect them with because that is why they give you money that you don't have to pay them back because you're connecting them to their consumers. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I would think too, you know, Mark, a lot of uh, companies, you know, where they have their business plan for the year or if they're working on a, you know, particular system. Like I know my company, we work with the 12-week year, and, you know, it always has, you know, develop sponsorships, develop relationships, you know, those kind of things. So when you think of a marketing plan for a business, you know, they they have initiatives that can seem overwhelming. And I think a lot of companies don't understand that, you know, hey, sponsorships could help part of that marketing plan so that they can, because marketing equals new business, right? And I think if, you know, if we look at it that way, where we tie that together, the marketing with the corporate sponsorship, what are your thoughts on that? Well, in the marketing plan that we help people do in their proposal, we tell them to do what's called blue-skying the marketing. So we tell them, hey, don't look at your bank account. Don't look at the money you have. Look at the money Mm -hmm. you're going to get from your sponsors. Because when I found out that's how sponsorship worked, that's when I started teaching it. Because I want you to imagine you have $100,000 to work with because you're going to get that from your sponsor. And, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to hire a PR firm? Are you going to do television? Are you going to do radio? because everybody says, oh, I'll just use social media because that's what they can afford. But really think of, hey, what would you do if you had a big influx of capital from your sponsors? And that's what you write in your marketing plan. And that's the beautiful thing about sponsorships is that it gives you money for your marketing. And you know that marketing can make or break your business. If you have a great product, a great service, but nobody knows about it, uh, you're going to be struggling. (laughs) Right. And using some of that sponsorship money that comes in, that's a great idea to be able to use that for things that, you know, you wouldn't be able to afford otherwise. And, And like you said, you don't have to pay that money back. So you're putting those marketing dollars to use or those sponsorship dollars to use. And at the same time, you're expanding your own platform you know, in terms of, you know, using more marketing or, or whatever, you know, means of, of funds that are coming in to be able to put back into your own business as well as, you know, really premier your sponsors. Absolutely. And and what I'm curious about, you know, because a lot of times it's it, when you put yourself out there for sponsorships, it's really kind of unclear, well, how much do I ask for? Or, you know, do I have programs where, you know, you can buy into this, this, or this? 
how do you how do you go about asking for a certain amount of money? Like you've mentioned, a hundred thousand dollars, you know, as maybe a you know a, a larger sponsor. But what what would be ideal for small businesses, you know, women-owned businesses uh, that are looking to really get an influx of, of cash for sponsorship? Yeah, well, most of our clients get between 10000 up to 100000 from each sponsor. So you can see how this could be quite lucrative. You could do five-figure deals, six-figure deals, maybe even seven. You put together a few different sponsors. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want you to have is a few different sponsors because there's something called renewals. So if you have a sponsor... Yeah. But they don't renew, uh, like, you know, they, they could sponsor you year after year. But if they, if they say, well, for one reason or another, we're not going to renew, then you have other revenue streams from your other sponsors. So we don't want you to have just one sponsor. And before we end today, I'll give out my contact information because usually what I do with clients is I have to go over what they have to offer, and then we do the valuation because I kind of know how to value it uh, after doing it all this time. But that's a general is 10,000 to 100,000 from each sponsor, and there's different levels in between. Yes, and you know, you, and which brings me to your seminar. So you have the Sponsor Secret Seminar, and are, so let's talk about that a little bit, because I know you have offerings, you're going to give an offer at the end, but I want to talk about what are those things that you offer right now for businesses to be a part of your your community. Okay, well, let me tell you about the Sponsor Secret Seminar because we've been doing that for 14 years now. Uh, and wow, we've had deals years. done at the Sponsor Secret Seminar because our conference is different because you actually get to talk with the sponsors one-on-one because at a lot of sponsor conferences, the sponsor gets up, they do their 15 minutes, they leave, you don't get their contact information, you don't get to talk to them. We connect you with sponsors. We uh, You leave mm-hmm. with a complete action plan and we package you for success with your sponsors at the Sponsor Secret Seminar. Now, I have a resource and a free gift for the listeners. If you go to successwithsponsors.com, you're going to get the number one secret for getting your sponsors. So go to successwithsponsors.com, and then at successwithsponsors.com, you could also schedule a free sponsor strategy session with me. And that's where it's magic. I show you how to find money in ways you never even thought of. We laser in on you and what you have to offer your sponsors and how you could get the funding. Oh, I love that because that's been something that you and I have chatted about on a couple of different occasions, and I've turned around and I've been able to get sponsors just by having a, you know, 15 to 20-minute conversation with you, Linda, and you're always so giving of information, and I know that you also have, you know, those programs that people can be a part of and invest in so that they can be successful at getting those bigger dollars. Um, You know, if you had a magic wand, and you were able to help, you know, even more people uh, with sponsorships and getting those bigger dollars, what would that mean for you? Wow. Well, my mission is to help people discover their greatness. And this is how I do it. And that's what gets me up every day at 5 a.m. Is, uh, 5 a.m.? Really, oh, my goodness. I get up at 5 a.m. Well, sometimes I'll sleep until 6. But uh, 
<laughs> I want to live well. I want to have fun and help other people mm. discover their greatness. And most people don't realize their greatness just because they're restricted with funds. They're restricted with, you know, lacking of information. And that's why I love what you do is because you give them the information to also discover their greatness. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, and, and I love that, you know, you get up at five in the morning and you, you know, you've got this, this feeling of you want to help, you know, the masses. Um, when, when you think of self-care, you know, Linda, I know you do a lot of training, you do a lot of coaching and all of these things that you're doing. What are some of those self-care things? I know we have about a minute, uh, but I'd love to hear what you're doing for self-care for you. <laughs> well, not enough. Uh, I love to take walks by the beach. I know that sounds like a dating profile. By the way, <laughs> when I said all the great things in my life happened when I struck out on my own, three weeks after I dumped that abusive dude that I was dating, I met my husband, and we've been married over 26 years. So uh, oh, one thing that I thank you, yeah. and one thing that I do for self care is travel. Uh, because I I am a nut for travel. I've been over to 25 countries. And a few months ago, I came back from an African safari that was absolutely life-changing. So oh my that, gosh. that's I kind know. of my self-care is to travel and see the world. Travel. Wow. Yeah. And that's fun traveling. Absolutely. Well, that's our show for today. And we hope you gain new ideas and wisdom from our powerful guest, Linda Hollander. Thank you, Linda, for being our leading lady today on Women Lead Radio on Amplify Your Influence. And a special thanks to all our listeners in the U.S. and our international listeners and followers, too. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been my absolute pleasure to be your host today. And thank you for listening. And remember to build your influence authentically and compassionately. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.